When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you have the contaminants in the body, it results in you becoming deficient in the good vitamins that your body needs? Not necessarily, but it sets up this paradox where if those pollutants, toxins are in the body, the child actually needs more of the antioxidants, more of what the nutrients are required for it to detoxify than it would normally need. There was a study, um, Environmental Working Group came out with in 2005, and they did the first study of its kind ever where they took 12 pregnant women from 12 different states in the U.S., followed them through their pregnancy, and then at the moment of birth of each of their children, their babies, they took the umbilical cord blood and tested it for over 5,000 different industrial contaminants. What they found was the average was 280 different industrial contaminants. So this is heavy metals, plastics, pesticides. They were all in the mother during the pregnancy and everything that's in the mother's body goes through the placenta to the baby during that whole time. It's not like that 50 years ago, 100 years ago. How do we detoxify? How do we neutralize those things? So the baby and the child doesn't experience the, you know, the negative effects of those as they grow. There is no hood like parenthood. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadagupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my show, I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, which I call our mom sense and dad sense. I've had the privilege of working with Mom 2.0, March of Dimes, and the White House, and have had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. That's Total Mom Sense is a production of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. To join my tribe, visit thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadda Gupta. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Did you know that the first seven years of your child's life are the most instrumental when it comes to their health and development? Today, I'm joined by pediatrician, Dr. Murray Clark, who is also the CEO and founder of Child Life Essentials. He's going to extrapolate on why these early years are so crucial for parents to keep in mind. We're going to discuss today's most common childhood conditions, declining nutritional content, decline in children's dietary habits, environmental toxicity, and body burdens. And I know this discussion will be enlightening and relevant to so many of you. Ooh. Dr. Murray Clark holds licenses and doctorates in three fields of medicine, naturopathic, homeopathic, and Chinese medicine. He moved to the U.S. from New Zealand 35 years ago Ooh. and has since become a pioneer in the field of holistic pediatrics. He blends a number of medical modalities, including homeopathy, acupuncture, herbal medicine, and clinical nutrition 
to help parents with hard-to-treat conditions. He has become the go-to doctor for pediatricians whose standard pharmaceutical approaches haven't been successful. Dr. Murray Clark continues to focus his experience, treatments, and quest for knowledge on how to treat and prevent childhood illness at its root cause. Mm. Dr. Clark, welcome to That's Total Mom Sense. Mm, thank you, Kalika. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, let's start from the very beginning. Can you tell us a bit about your background and what led you to pediatrics? I was always interested in health. I mean, growing up in New Zealand, it sort of comes naturally, but it sort of instills in you when you visit other places that what we took for granted isn't necessarily so. You know, at the time, there were no real four-year colleges in New Zealand teaching naturopathic medicine. So I came to the U.S. where they had these programs and colleges in place already and started my education here. What are, I guess, some of the differences? I have family in, in New Zealand and... You know, I always ask them this, but coming from a physician standpoint, um, how different is the way of life and, you know, eating and, you know, how we kind of relate in the world over sure. there as compared to the U.S.? Sure. I mean, it's changed a little in the last 10 or 20 years, but still essentially the same. Mm -hmm. You know, three to four million people, so there's plenty of fresh air to go around. There's uh, clean water. The food, you know, the soil is very healthy. It's a very young country. It only came out of the ocean about 5,000 years ago. So it, there's a vitality there that, you know, the way I like to put it is that the earth still dominates the people. The people don't dominate the earth yet. And fun fact, there are more sheep than people, right? Far more, far more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like oh, 60, my goodness. 60 million versus 4 million. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. That's just, you know, amazing to even conceptualize. Yeah. Now, what inspired you to launch Child Life Essentials? And could you share a little bit about the inception story? Sure. So I, you know, got my license, opened my clinic in 1990 in Los Angeles. Over that first 10 years, you know, you actually learn, I think you learn a lot more than what you learn in medical school in terms of really applying, you know, what, what was taught and seeing what works and what doesn't. And in that first, you know, decade in my 90s, I really saw how much, I thought it was maybe just me seeing this, but I saw that all of these childhood disorders like asthma, eczema, allergies, ADD, ADHD, autism, seemed to be increasing rapidly during the 90s. And when I looked around, I saw it's not just in Los Angeles, it's just not in America, it's actually happening in all these industrialized countries around the world. And so then what, why, what are the common denominators? Why are children being affected everywhere? And if that's so, then there has to be some common factors, common stresses, common burdens that are affecting their health. And what do we need to do to sort of combat that and then at the same time prevent it? And that's what really led me down the path of, you know, childhood, nutrition, supplementation, proactive and preventative medicine, which is where the essential vitamins, essential minerals, essential fatty acids all play such a huge part. Can you give us a high level of, you know, what those vitamins and nutrients are for in utero and then for newborns, infants, um, and growing kids? Uh, does that change? Sure. You know, ideally, the ideal conception is that the mother has been on a healthy program, detoxified, 
taking, you know, the DHA in a prenatal before conception occurs. That's the, uh-huh. the ultimate start. And then during pregnancy, you know, the, again, the DHA, prenatal, folic acid, vitamin C, the antioxidants. And then when a baby's born, you know, even the American Academy of Pediatrics came out several years ago and said, you know, vitamin D3 from the moment a child is born, they should be supplementing. There was a study, um, Environmental Working Group came out with in 2005. They're a nonprofit organization in Washington, D.C. to really fine research. And they did the first study of its kind ever where they took 12 pregnant women from 12 different states in the U.S., followed them through their pregnancy, and then at the moment of birth of each of their children, their babies, they took the umbilical cord blood and tested it for over 5,000 different industrial contaminants. What they found was the average was 280 different industrial contaminants. So this is heavy metals, plastics, pesticides in that umbilical cord blood at the moment of birth. Oh my goodness. Which means most likely they were all in the mother during the pregnancy and everything that's in the mother's body goes through the placenta to the baby during that whole time. If that's where a child, a baby is is their starting point these days, how do we detoxify? How do we neutralize those things? So the baby and the child doesn't experience the, you know, the negative effects of those as they grow. And so what happens is when you have the contaminants in the body, it results in you becoming deficient in the good vitamins that your body needs? Not necessarily, but it sets up this paradox where if those, if those, you know, pollutants, toxins are in the body, the child actually needs more of the antioxidants, more of what the liver nutrients are required for it to detoxify than it would normally need. And if there's any nutritional deficiencies on top of that, then it's just compounds the problem. But, you know, so we know the heavy metals particularly affect the brain, disrupt the central nervous system in the brain. The pesticides act like hormones, so they disrupt the hormonal system as the child's growing. And then the plastics, the phthalates, all of these things you know, especially affect the immune system. So we've got uh-huh. the brain being targeted, we've got the immune system being affected, and the hormonal system being affected potentially, unless we neutralize, detoxify, and eliminate, not just then, but throughout our lives. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so within the first year of life, you know, the baby's sustenance is breast milk or or formula. What do you advise that they also supplement with? Um, Is it the D3 or anything else? Sure. I mean, right from the start, like I mentioned, from birth, it's recommended to supplement with the D3, you know, 400 to 600 IUs daily. And then we're assuming if the mother's breastfeeding, which is, you know, the most perfect food, ideally, then the mother is also supplementing with her DHA and prenatal and vitamin C. And then the baby should be getting everything they need, at least until they start solid foods around six, seven months. And then at that time, then you can think about supplementing some of these other antioxidants that can really help the, the, you know, the child's immune system, detoxification system, neutralization system, like the vitamin C, DHA for the baby. Those would be the two first ones to add in after the uh-huh. D3. 
Okay. And then when they're uh, toddlers on up, what are some of the critical nutrients that we should keep in mind? So, you know, here I'd like to go way back to the beginning. So 1941, the American Academy of National Sciences first published their list of essential nutrients, the essential vitamins, essential minerals, essential fatty acids. So at that time, that means there was enough research, knowledge, understanding in 1941 to classify these nutrients as essential. They didn't do that lightly. Essential means essential. So these, yeah. are, the, these are the building blocks of every child through their, through their childhood and especially those first seven years. So they issued the first RDIs, you know, recommended daily intakes back in 1941. Since then, there's been a huge, huge amount of, you know, research around the world showing even more so what each of these specialty of each of these nutrients is, the antioxidants, the minerals, the calcium, the magnesium, the vitamin C. So first step is, you know, when a child starts eating solid foods, see how their particular intake is, you know, are they a picky eater? Do they eat everything you give them? Are they missing some part of the spectrum of foods, you know, that, uh -huh. that everyone needs? And then accommodate, you know, with supplementation accordingly to that. But the real basics and what I recommend in my clinic is always, you know, after starting the solid foods, think about continuing the vitamin D3, adding in vitamin C as the immune support, because it's also vitamin antioxidant to help the body deal with these plastics, metals, pesticides. So it actually helps the body detoxify these. And then, you know, the DHA for the brain. When we look at the development of the, of the child and the baby's brain, by the age of seven, so those first seven years, that baby's brain is 95% of the size of our brains, yours and mine. Wow. Right? So that all happens within the first seven years. And that's the time when you can really influence, you can help your child comply with what you want to give them. They're not, resi yeah. <laughs> they're not resisting yet. So you can really just give them the food that nature intended to give them for their body and brain to grow properly. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if I could go back and do toddler-led weaning better, yeah. I, I definitely would. I had um, twins and then within a year and a half, I had my third. Oh. So it was, you know, three in diapers, three bottles. We had different colors for each one. Crazy. But now that I, I feel like through the podcast and I research about it, I realize it's important to kind of appeal to a child's sensory needs mm -hmm. and give them different types of foods and textures. And, you know, if you chop it up real fine, you can give them their leafy greens mm -hmm. that they might not want to try when they're older. Um, so I would definitely go back and, and do more of that. I felt like I was pureeing everything and you know, it was the rice cereal and the bananas and, and I was kind of shying away from the foods that weren't naturally sweet mm -hmm. and, and you want to train their palate to, to be able to accommodate to all different types of flavors. And ultimately so many children just follow their parents' habits. Right, right. Yeah. I'm, I got to eat the spinach and the broccoli too. <laughs> That's just how it goes. I had come across an article that mentioned that because, you know, our environment and irrigation has changed so dramatically 
you would have to eat eight oranges now to get the vitamins that, you know, are in one from, you know, like 60, 70 years ago. Even when we are buying organic and we're kind of shopping along the dirty dozen, we're still not getting the amount of nutrients we should be because the produce doesn't yield that anymore. Exactly. It turns out both the U.S. government and the British government have been testing the amount of vitamins and minerals in the most commonly eaten fruits and vegetables since the 1940s, every year mm -hmm. since the 1940s. So we have this track record to look back on. And when we look at that, we see that on average, all these really important, you know, essential minerals, vitamins like the vitamin C, calcium, magnesium, on average, about 30% less than 40, 50 years ago. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, so we have to take that into account in terms of what do we need to make up, even if we do the best for our children all the time, organic foods, clean foods, healthy foods. Still, you know, there's that part to make up. And then there's the part of what else do they need to help them to protect them from the environment for what they don't need, the heavy metals, the plastics, the pesticides. So we need right. to supplement to make up and then supplement to help the body eliminate what it doesn't need. So here's one of your products. It's the elderberry super immune soft melts. My kids love this and it has no sugar, no artificial flavors. Um, it's gluten-free and it tastes delicious. So can you tell us about how you formulated these products so that the kids actually want to take them yes. and they're good for you. Sure. <laughs> in those first, you know, 10 years in clinic, that's when I started looking around for other supplements that I could give to my patients in my clinic. And at that time in the nineties, there really wasn't a lot, you know, specifically for children. There were a lot of adult supplements, a few companies that made adult supplements made a few for kids, but they weren't solely purposed for children. So I, I started off with just the five basic formulas, which are still the five primary ones. I mean, we have about 40 different formulas now, but those essential five are still the primary five. And I made them all mostly in liquid form so that infants can take them, toddlers can take them, children can take them. So they're very easy to give. But, you know, the taste was what I worked on most for many years to figure out how to do that properly. Uh -huh. And then when I had my daughter, my daughter's 12 years old now, she became the primary taste tester and approver of any new product <laughs> since she was two years old. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so great. You definitely need that yeah. in-house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and tell us about some of the star products. What do parents just keep coming back for? Sure. So I think a really good, you know, multivitamin mineral is just the basis of any supplement program. And then additional vitamin C, again, for the immune and antioxidant detox effect. And then the DHA or the cod liver oil, which is for the brain, especially some important. And, uh -huh. then, the, and then the vitamin D. And if there's any sort of immune issues going on, recurrent infections, things like that, then we think about extra immune support with something like the elderberry or even the colostrum and the probiotics. Right, right. And you did come out with a line of sweet treats. My kids really like the blueberry cookies. 
Well, it's still a work in progress, the, the cookies. Because what we did is incorporate the actual superfoods like, you know, vitamin C, the elderberry, polyphenols from olive extract. People are still learning about them. You know, it was like a novel idea on our part. So we definitely have more in the pipeline in, in the future. That's great. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, a heritage company and I applaud you for being so groundbreaking in all that it encapsulates um, children's nutrition. So I, I think that's great. It's not just a, you know, one size fits all across the board. You've really zeroed in on kids because that's where they're growing bodies and minds and that's where they need the most supplementation. Sure. Yeah, when we look at a child's food intake, pound for pound compared to an adult, they actually eat three times more than we do pound for pound. Oh, wow. Right? That's, wow. How much, that's how much more nutrients they need to grow every day. So we need to go to work, you know, go to sleep, rejuvenate a few cells, but they're growing bigger bones, bigger bodies, bigger brains, as well as going to school and learning and running around. So that time period is when all of this foundation was built. Looking back, you know, this was one of the other big mm, sort of aha moments for me was 2007 in the uh, Journal of American Medicine, they published a longitudinal study looking at the health of American children 40 years ago compared to now. So in 40 years ago, it turns out that just one in 50 American children had some sort of chronic medical condition, meaning they had some chronic medical condition that they needed to be constantly monitored, you know, by a doctor and taking, taking uh, some sort of medicine for so one in 50, 40 years ago, and then now today we're one in five in My the space goodness. of 40 years. And really looking at the basics, it's that, you know, where we look, if they're not getting all the nutrients from their food and what they're being exposed to in the environment, those are the two primary factors that we, that we really need to address and understand. Is there any recommendations you have for you know, we've got picky eaters, but even, you know, maybe there's some dietary restrictions. So if a child is vegetarian or lactose intolerant and doesn't like milk, are there ways to kind of supplement there? Sure. I mean, for me, just clinically, the two biggest, you know, is gluten and milk, gluten and dairy uh -huh. products. Those are the two really big ones. And especially if a child is suffering from any sort of condition, those are the first two to sort of think about addressing. Yeah. Okay. But the calcium is easy. The dairy products easy because we have, you know, liquid calcium, magnesium, you know, with vitamin D and zinc and all the cofactors, very easy to, to replace and mm -hmm. substitute. The gluten, the wheat, the, those, that's a, a much more, um, comprehensive undertaking on the parents mm -hmm. to accommodate that in a child's diet. But sometimes it's really the key thing that needs to be addressed. How has your experience and expertise in holistic medicine, Chinese medicine, come into play with your work today? You know, Chinese medicine was the first field of medicine I studied, then went into homeopathic medicine and then naturopathic medicine. and Chinese medicine sort of gives you this great perspective, you know, per perspective of the overall sort of health, well-being, and life cycles in every everybody's life. 
but I actually found the homeopathic and naturopathic to be more useful tools in in treating children uh, than the Chinese medicine. But the Chinese medicine is always a foundation you come back to to sort of understand what's going on and where you need to address it. But yeah. for children, the naturopathic and the homeopathic, I find really, really great tools to help most conditions. I have a newfound respect for, you know, what my grandmother and mother passed down, um, being of Indian descent, because there were so many panaceas that we incorporated into our diet. Mm -hmm. And the the main one is um, turmeric. Yeah. You know, as children would um, drink a warm glass of milk with uh, turmeric and honey in the winters, and it was great for digestion, it's anti-inflammatory. But even if you got a scrape, you could rub some turmeric and make uh, it into a paste, and that was an antiseptic. And so I feel like if there are certain superfoods that you can ingest naturally, like you cannot go wrong if anything is derived from something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the Ayurvedic system of medicine is very, a lot of similarities with the Chinese medicine itself. It goes back so many thousands of years too. And, and now it turned, the proof is there. The turmeric is actually the strongest anti, natural anti-inflammatory that there is in the whole herbal spectrum. Wow. So wonderful. And it also goes back to even more ancient times, why, you know, why the spices were so valued by all of mm -hmm. these, you know, cultures thousands of years ago because they were actually giving people health and especially the aristocracy who could afford them. And yes, so, you know, yes. the spices were almost more valuable than gold at some point. Switching gears, tell us a little bit about what your fatherhood journey has been. Um, well, it's, you know, I always say you cannot, you cannot describe it to anybody. Nobody can understand what it is until you do it. You know, for, <laughs> for for mothers and fathers, it just it's experiential in every way. So there's really no way of knowing ahead of time what it's like. You just have to step into it, and then it unfolds. But I, I you know, I've been very fortunate. I have a beautiful daughter. She's like I mentioned, 12 years now. One of the memories that just are firmly imprinted. If I can tell you a little story. Yes, please. Um, so every summer since she was born, uh, she would go to China to be with her grandparents and cousins and aunties. And her mom was Chinese, so they would spend the summer there. And mm -hmm. uh, I would go for the last few weeks, join them there, then we'd all come back together. So around three and a half years old, she would have been, I got to Beijing, I got to the hotel, we woke up, the two of us woke up early that next morning, decided we'd go for a little walk around the neighborhood. So, go to the store, buy some bread. So, we got into the elevator. We had about eight floors to go down before we hit the lobby. As soon as the elevator doors closed, she looked at me very seriously. She said, now, Papa, nobody speaks English here, okay? So, I'll do the, I'll do, I'll do the talking. And she got all that oh, in by the time we hit the lobby. So, I was prepared. You know, I was warned before we got into the public. And, you know, what I saw then was that, you know, not only did she really have this all figured out, she'd thought about it, you know, two things. One, she didn't want me to embarrass her. 
and number two, she had it covered. So as we're walking around, you know, I completely silent. But I realized a bigger lesson, just intuitively, what she was telling me in her own way was that my job is really just keep the obstacles out of her way as much as I can for her life, and then let her figure out the rest. Let her, you know, that's not every child, they all have their own nuances of how they travel and how they progress. But for her, I took it that she wanted to figure things out for herself. I just had to wow. kind of keep, keep the field clear as, as possible. <laughs> that is incredible. Oh, I love that. And I think that's where, you know, parents can take a cue because our kids do know how to lead and they'll tell us when they want to step into that. And so is there anything else that um, she's taught you? I mean, you've built this entire brand around children and their health. And I'm sure she has her opinions on that, so. Yeah, no, like I said, well, she's been the chief, you know, taste tester and approval since two years old. And, you know, there's been different times where, you know, I, when she was younger, I would consistently give her, you know, those core four, the DHA, the vitamin C, a multi, you know, throughout her life. And then there came a time when she was, you know, resistant. Just last week, I got back from traveling in Eastern Europe. I was away about two weeks. And after about a week, you know, she's, oh, it's time to come home now, Papa. You know, it's time to come home. No. Like, I'll be home soon. But then after that, and I didn't come home that week, then I would get a text. I'm not taking my vitamins, you know. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yep. Then it's just, you, you definitely have to come home now. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh my I mean, gosh. It's, it's just That's a beautiful awesome. dance, you know, back and forth throughout, throughout life. Yes. Yes. Can you give us a little rundown of what we should remember with the vitamins and the supplements that our kids are taking? So if they're at that age group, morning, afternoon with meals, like, yeah, give us a little. Okay. I mean, ideally, I mean, and, and it doesn't have to be ideal, but the ideal is that, you know, you give the supplements after breakfast. So after food is always the better thing. And during the, in the morning is better because then the body can metabolize and work with them through the day. Mm -hmm. If not, then it's just do it at nighttime. So ultimately it comes down whenever you can. So vitamin D always, for whatever reason, most adults and children are deficient in vitamin D these days. We don't completely understand why that phenomenon, but it's so important for so many things. And it actually works more like a hormone than a vitamin. There's just so many receptor sites. Every major organ, including the brain, has receptor sites for vitamin D. So critical vitamin hormone. Vitamin C, you know, the chief antioxidant. So we have research studies showing now that it can detoxify, help to detoxify the heavy metals, pesticides, plastics, even radiation. We've got studies showing it can help with that. So vitamin C, I think, always. Tell us about a moment that you trusted your dad's sense. There's a young couple. They had one child already who was a year and a half, and then they just had a newborn baby. And they both slept in the same room, and... 
they had the baby monitor on so they could watch and listen in. So everything was okay. And then one evening as the one and a half year old was going to sleep, she got up out of her bed. This is the parents telling me, you know, this during the consultation, went over to the, to the baby, leant over into the bassinet and said, I want you to start telling me where you came from because I'm starting to, I'm starting to forget. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So they come in from this other world, you know, they're just so pristine. And that's been my biggest lesson to understand and respect with my daughter. Yes. Yes. 100%. I think they're our mirror. They allow us to see the virtues and great qualities and even some of the shortcomings that we have at times. And I feel they also are our best teachers. They're, they're so intuitive naturally that we have so much to glean from them. It's, it's really the most amazing relationship. And yeah, I love that you have that vantage point that you can bring to other parents and, and your patients too. So that's, that's really neat. Is there a quote that you live by? In my understanding, you know, one of the wisest men that ever lived was King Solomon. Somebody asked him one time, you know, what's the most important virtue that a person, most important characteristic that a person can live their life with? And apparently he responded, kindness. Uh, That's. Wow. Oh, I couldn't agree more. You know, I'm just so honored to have had this dialogue with you and to be working with the Child Life Essentials team. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Um, Jamie Allen is, you know, one of the producers on this call right now. No, I mean, I started Child Life in 2000, just myself. Prior to that, it's been three or four years researching how to manufacture. It was like learning a whole nother profession for me but I still was doing my clinic. And then as it just organically grew, you know, then we had to have a bigger team, different departments. And then I had to learn how to create a company and then find, you know, the really, really good key people. Because ultimately that's what it comes down to in any organization or company or whatever it is. It's who are the people. And I always looked for, you know, the people where maybe the personality was more important than the skill set. And so that, you know, Jamie is a great example of that. She was a mother herself when we met. She had been working in sort of in this field before. She was looking to work in it more and was just a perfect fit. You know, now she's another child on the way. But all the different teams and departments, that's really been the approach, you know, that we try to take is how can they work by themselves without having to be managed? So that's one important attribute. And, then, well, you know, that they do whatever they do really well. And now where can my listeners find Child Life Essentials? Brick and mortar. We've got, you know, Whole Foods and Sprouts, really big stores. Online, iHerb and Amazon two main platforms. Thrive is another platform. And then if you're listening from overseas, we're in 28 other countries around the world as well. So you can find us there too. We do have a code for Amazon. If you use the code MOMSENSE20, 
Over you here. can receive twenty percent off. So thank you for extending that to our listeners today. Our pleasure. And yeah, moreover, thank you so much, Dr. Clark. This is it was such an illuminating discussion. And you know, at every phase of parenting, I think we always question, you know, am I doing enough? Is this what my child needs? And to think that you've got the nutrition part covered, like, whew, it really, you're doing us a solid. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, thank you so much for, yeah. for creating this brand and doing your work. No, thank you, Kanika. And truly such a pleasure to be with you, to spend time with you, to talk. I uh, really appreciate and value it greatly. So thank you for what you do too. Thank you for tuning in to my interview with Dr. Clark. I think what I truly appreciate is that he is a leading expert of holistic medicine and really combines the East meets West. And that's something that I personally advocate for, uh, being of Indian descent. You know, I grew up on home remedies, haldi or turmeric fixes everything. Um, it's the ultimate panacea. And I know that that's something that he believes in as well through his products, Child Life Essentials. So definitely check them out. You can use my code MOMSENSE24 on Amazon. There is a special Amazon link. It's available on my website on the show notes. So just visit thatstotalmomsense.com and you can type in Child Life Essentials or Dr. Murray Clark and that landing page will come up. So use that Amazon link and you will be able to be directed to the multivitamin soft chew gummies and you get them for 20% off. Just use the code MOMSENSE24. And this is valid through March 31st, 2024. You can watch this episode and others on YouTube. It's always fun to have a video element now. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. And I'm so, so proud to be on Evergreen Podcast now. So be sure to check out Evergreen Podcast. They've got a vast genre of shows from true crime to pop culture to parenting, of course. You can write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com and definitely leave a review or share this episode if it helped you. Thank you all for being in my tribe. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time.